you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i got a move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Knoll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, The Legend to My Rant, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? I got two shots of Moderna. I got two shots of Moderna <laughs> in my blood. Shot of vaccine yeah. and you're to blame. Yep. You get COVID a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have to bleep which type of vaccine you get. Otherwise, we have to pay them as a first sponsorship or some shit like that. I don't know about that. I don't think Moderna is ever going to come from that money. I think we could legally get away with it if we say other brands of vaccine are also available. <laughs> Okay, we just have to make it that it's it's not Moderna. I got the Smirshmirna vaccine, or I got the Smirshmirna exactly. The Smirshmirna and the Pfizer. I didn't get the Schizenheiser vaccine. The the Schizer, (laughs) or the Johan and Johan vaccine. I didn't get that one either. (laughs) Madison Jones coming at us fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. And I know you're thinking of prequels. Oh, last week, Madison got their first shot. And it's like, well, like, how does Madison get uh, get two shots that quick? Oh, wait, um, it's been about a month. Mind your own fucking business. Yeah. Mind your own fucking business. No, it's just been about a month since we recorded that. one. (laughs) So it's like it is. It is interesting to me that we have yet to end an era without recording one episode immediately after and then taking a long break. This one, not nearly as long as our previous 10 month hiatus, but uh, we did. uh, It is the second time we recorded the Avengers. We immediately record the first episode of the next era and then just go on a very long break. Didn't we record? You got mail and. um, What are you doing? What are we talking about? What are you doing? Recorded. I'm I'm pulling back the curtain. People got to pay for this kind of behind the scenes. No, they got to pay for this kind of behind the scenes. What was after you got mail? It was. uh, um, I'm not going to help you give away whatever. The sweet cheddar machine for free. You got mail and whatever was after that. um, (laughs) Green Hornet. Um, We recorded that after we recorded Avengers, right? Or did we do that before? No, we did that before. We double recorded so that you would have an extra week to just. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In retrospect, a bad decision, considering we recorded for five hours. We should have maybe not given you as much time. It might have That's been true. Well, a lower record. Yeah, should have, could have, would have. But maybe my sweet Hannibal Smith might still be alive. No, that wouldn't have happened. He was he was toast. He was always going to be toast. Um, sweet butter toast. Um, <laughs> sweet buttered cigar toast. Anyway, um, so, yeah, it's been a while since we recorded. So this energy it's going to be probably weird, everybody. Also, I have a vaccine going through the second dose of a vaccine going through my brain, which there's a click, a ticking time clock of like, oh, when is this going to start affecting my body in weird ways? So, well, it's our second ticking clock yeah. of the day. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Madison's fridge is going to explode in two and a half hours. So we have got yeah. to get on it. Speaking of getting on it, school of rock, school of rock. Um, more like stepping off of it. Nice. Nice. Ah. Nice. We're like, step <laughs> off. That is miserable. I'm happy. So happy you're editing this. Step off. God. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't tell you to stop. Uh, yeah. What did you think of this movie, Mike? Um, oh, I loved it. I love School of Rock. I watched it endlessly as a youth. Um, and I hadn't seen it in a while. Same. Um, and so I watched it recently with friend of the show and Avenger Jackson Eflin, as is my want these days. Uh, they had never seen it. And so I was very excited to watch School of Rock. It might be better just to them. mention when Jackson wasn't there. <laughs> that that might fair. be easier for you. It's a thing where we hang out at least once a week and usually the impetus becomes, I have to watch this movie for equalizers. Are you interested in that as well? Um, and, but they had also never seen school of rock. So either way I wanted to see it I wanted, for Jackson's first time. Since I wanted to be there um, and it holds up surprisingly well. There's like, I mean, there's a couple things about it from being a movie from 2005 that are like, they don't age well as far as movies from that time though. They're pretty minor like yeah. pretty minor considering it's a Jack Black film from the two thousands that like easily could have been much worse. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's not to ignore that they happened. I'm, I'd say probably the most heinous thing. Um, and I think they probably did a good story thing of making it um, Miranda Cosgrove's uh, character's idea, but he pretends that the kids are terminally ill to get them into the battle of the bands. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. OK. I was going to talk about like the very clearly queer coded kid. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. There's that as well. <laughs> sorry. I didn't. Yeah. I did mean, you think I was. More, that's what I was going to mention. <laughs> morally in world, maybe the uh, pretending those kids have a terminal illness to get into battle of the bands is maybe the worst thing. Yeah. That they did. Yeah. Probably. In our world, as this is a movie, I would say the the clearly queer coded kids a little rough around the edges. Yeah. Yeah, but some surprisingly good like body positivity in this movie, especially for 2005. And I'll say a Jack Black film. Yeah, a the I hesitate to call him the proto Kevin James, but there was a lot of a lot of early Jack Black is the sort of physical schlubby guy comedy that Kevin James turned into an entire persona and two and went too far into the into the 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 paint. And yeah, because I mean. I think that it's funny to watch it because I've saw I've seen this movie. I I want to say mm-hmm. may, maybe under 10 times, but probably getting close to that, like um, just over the time that's existed. Um, but. Uh, I think like as an adult, like looking at Dewey's character and everything, I'm just like, oh, he. Yeah, he is. Ki- he is kind of a bad guy. Right. Uh, but yeah, he kind of um, sucks. He kind of sucks like a lot during the beginning of the film and then he gets better and gets softer and everything. And like, you see like where the kids change him. Right. And it's kind of like, it's, it's this like his redemption arc is pretty good in the movie. It, it is a thing where if I went back in time and told myself at like 13 or 14 that I was going to actually sympathize with Sarah Silverman's character, I would have laughed yeah. in my adult face. Like, I'm like, why? She's the worst. And it's like, 
no, this guy takes up a bunch of room in their apartment, doesn't pay rent, and it's just yeah. kind of an asshole. Yeah. Openly admits to his one of his best friend that he's mooching off of him, and uh, why why is it such a big deal? Open, and then openly taking advantage of like a friend who obviously doesn't have enough background and also to tell him no. steals his identity <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not. I'm thinking more of like from the perspective of that apartment. Obviously, the the worst crimes that he commits are the identity theft. I mean, at one point, sort of literal mm-hmm. kidnapping. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, those are worse than mooching off his best friend. I was just speaking more in the terms of like what her perspective is on this. There's, movie. A, there's a big continuity kind of thing or like, um, or just mm-hmm. like world thing of like, so at the end of the movie toward before they go to the battle of the bands, he gets found out mm-hmm. like by, and, um, read it out by Sarah, Sarah Silverman's character who calls the police and like mm-hmm. they confront him at the parent teacher conference thing. Um, and the police are there ready to arrest him and he just runs away and then mm-hmm. he's free to go. Uh, he gets, he gets away with it, I guess. Cause he's just like sleeping in the apartment after that. Like why, why, why wouldn't he still be, <laughs> why wouldn't he be like arrested? Arguably, arguably if Ned doesn't press charges, I, 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 I again, we're not we're podcast lawyers here, but not real lawyers. I I think that him pretending to be a teacher is more on the school than it is that he's a, like, like he's not an accredited teacher, but that's not a crime. Sure. The identity theft part is a crime. So as long as Ned doesn't like press charges, yeah. I don't know that he would actually get yeah. arrested. Well, I would say maybe when maybe once they go on the field trip. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. After I think, that point, after those children run away and he takes them to the Battle of the Bands, the parents 100 yeah, percent. Yeah, see. that. Or you mean the, the original the, field trip? The, the, tryouts. the tryouts. I would say maybe that's where it crosses the line. Like, yeah, some gray areas there. I think he. he I think as long as the kids keep their mouth shut until the parents are cool with the whole situation at the sure. end of the movie, he's probably Which, fine. But I still I don't believe like if, I, I like yeah. you couldn't see it in the in the very entertaining credit sequence. But uh, Dewey does have a um, ankle bracelet on his. On his. No, oh, he, he doesn't. Does? No. OK. Uh, uh, <laughs> that would have been really funny, yeah, though, yeah. actually. Um, they're just always a, a cop on hand, just like in, in the School of Rock after school program. Here's a question for you. What would have been a more satisfying ending to you? Because this just occurred to me. The ending we got or Dewey is now the music teacher at that fucking school. I think it the ending we got like teaching rock and roll to that school. I mean, they're not like the fucking square music that they were. playing. I don't see like the school ever embracing like something like that at all. Um, that because mm-hmm. um, but I, to me, uh the more realistic ending is to create an after school program like like because that kind of mm-hmm. stuff exists like that's like a real thing like mm-hmm. for these two kind of aging rockers the jack black character and also the uh whatever the other guy's name is ned schneebly ned schneebly yeah um for them to like open up this like after school program that makes sense to me so i think mm-hmm. the one we got is the more satisfying ending there's a story that I was excited to tell you for this episode because it's one of the best things I've ever come up with off the top of my head. Um, one time I was at my parents' house and my sister was there and this was on TV and we just kind of put it on 
and we're talking and then we were like, we don't have to watch this if people don't want to. And my mom was invested by that point. I was like, he was at the school and starting to bond with the kids. And she's like, well, no, now I kind of want to see how it ends. And so my sister and I were just cutting up a little bit. And somehow the idea about like Eminem came up. I don't remember how. And just out of nowhere, I dropped, I'm Ned Schneebly, the real Ned Schneebly. All the other Ned Schneeblies are being me feebly <laughs> without hesitation. Like I just dropped, like, it's like I had spent 10 hour, an hour writing it. I just like, right off the top of my, my sister, I thought she was going to die. That's really good. But I can't watch this movie now without thinking about that. That's good. Um, trying to think of anything else like about this movie. Um, music's great. Music's great. Um, kind of like, this is an early Jack Black, but it's kind of like after it's pretty, early. I think I mean, on his on his rise. Right. Because like I think when I think early Jack Black, I think of Orange County. Right. If you've ever seen that, which mm-hmm. maybe only was like maybe a year or two before this, I guess. So maybe it's still kind of in that era. But like, yeah, like um, to me, I think this is the movie for a lot of people that made people fall in love with Jack Black a little bit like and is mm-hmm. like the movie you think of right this is the movie i think of i think this is also maybe a movie that made a lot of people not like jack black because it is kind of the most like it's it is a just dis, just a distillation of jack black like um i have a actually a review here i found on letterboxd that i didn't end up using because it's not funny but i've pulled it out because it's one of the best movie reviews i've ever read um and it's by milo paulus um, who said, I doubt we ever saw a performance as ferociously alive as inventively bravura and as perfectly passionate from black before or after he signed on to do Richard Linklater's tremendous school of rock, a film so thrillingly alive and endlessly satisfying. And that's the review. But like, I, I love that review a lot for this movie. And in general, like this is a very well-written review. It's also a hundred percent true. Like yeah. this is, I, I told you that uh, about a week after having watched this again for the podcast, I watched tenacious D in the pick of destiny for the first time. Oh yeah. Which is also about a dad on his luck um, rocker who um, can't pay his rent. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of DNA shared between these two. And it feels kind of like this was um the prestige version of tenacious D and the pick of destiny in a way, but like it is just such quintessential Jack black fair of him, you know, the freaking out a lot, like yelling at people like, come on, man, we gotta do this. Like talk about rock and roll. Fuck the man. Like all that shit. Like it's everything. Jack black just put into like a better film. Yeah. Always doing like the Chris Farley thing too, of just like really good physical comedy too, of just like at the very beginning of the movie when he's singing with, um, Roger from Brent, who is the lead singer of the that of okay. the other band where he's just kind of like writhing around on the floor and then does a stage dive into nobody like mm-hmm. and you kind of get all of all of Jack Black's like motifs in this movie. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, like I said, it, it is a lot of the kind of spastic Jack Black acting that we're that we know of that kind of became his trademark, even if that's mm-hmm. maybe unfair. And then like the actual like. Better acting of yeah. Jack Black. I mean, Jackson and I, when we were watching this, I said, I don't think we have seen this kind of Jack Black performance until the new Jumanji films where he's playing a 13 or a 15 year old girl trapped in uh, Jack Black's body, basically. And that's where we get a lot of this sort of similar of Jack Black just having the most fun, like finally getting to just have the full amount of fun he wants to in what is also a very good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all should go watch the new Jumanji films, gang. They're really fun. He and Karen Gillan, Jack Black and Karen Gillan are surprisingly a very good comedic. I still haven't seen them. So 
I know. That was literally your only homework for the first Avengers episode was to watch that first that new Jumanji movie and you just Yeah. I'll wait to him someday. I'll do a double feature because there are two movies now, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're really fun. They're very good. But um, well, I referenced uh Letterboxd here. I did check our letterbox for some reviews, and I have a couple that were posted to us for um this movie. The first review comes from Demi Lardner, who gave this five stars. The sight of Jack Black's small mountain man titties Holy shit. to my very core. Holy shit. Five stars. <laughs> Holy shit. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> what mountain man titties? <laughs> what do you say? Uh, no, what was it? Something mountain man the sight of the sight of Jack Black's small mountain man titties chilled me to my very core. Five stars. Our next review comes from Scott HDG and Travis. Uh, these are two separate reviewers. Uh, Scott gave us three stars. Travis gave this three and a half. I grouped them together because they want a very similar vibe. Um, Travis here says his full review is Kung Fu Banda and Scott's was Band News Bears. Okay. I like Kung Fu Banda better. I prefer Kung Fu because, Panda. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's an actual other movie that has Jack Black in it. Um, that band News mm-hmm. Bears that doesn't. He's not in that movie. Yeah, neither that or the yeah. remake. That's a that's a Billy Billy B film. Or a Walter Matthau, depending, depending on your on era. Your, the t- <laughs> the yeah, two genders. If you, you want to see uh, the kids at the end of the movie actually drink real beer, or if you want to see the kids in the movie drink fake beer at the end of the movie. That's yep. again, the two genders. Yeah. <laughs> People who want to see kids drink real beer. If you want to see yeah, kids yeah. drink fake beer. Um, our next review came to comes. Our next review comes from Katie, who gave this five stars. Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference, put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. Into review. Shit on it, eat it, give birth to it. In that order. Shit on it, shit on it, vomit it. on it, eat okay. it, give birth yeah. to it. All right. Um, sure. But our last review comes from Rachel with the A being F4. So it's R4 C H E L. She gave this five stars. And this one spoke to me specifically. All these years thinking it was Draco Malfoy playing no, the drums. It doesn't look like Tom Felton. When I was he does. He looks a lot like young Tom Felton. I thought it for a while when I was younger. When this film first came out, there was a time for a little while where I was sure that was Draco Malfoy. His best friend even looks like one of the other fucking kid Draco Malfoy's I'd best I'd say that friends. kid looks more like, like um, more like, uh, well, yeah. I'd say the other kid looks more like the the um, crab or Goyle or whatever uh, who it right. is than he looks like and Draco Malfoy. Like now, I agree with you that he doesn't look that much like like Drake, like Tom Felton did back then at the time as a kid, I was like, they look very similar. Yeah. So like, I feel this, I agree with you now. Like as an adult looking at it, I'm like, no, okay, those are definitely different kids. But back then I hundred percent thought it was the, the same kid had definitely, especially towards the beginning of the movie has Draco energy. I'd say mm-hmm. definitely some Draco energy in that some Felton fuel, if you will. Yeah. There is one last one I want to touch on vaguely. Um, it's from Raphael Jovine. He gave it five stars. I'm not going to read the review. Uh, he watched this during a birthday bash session. 
like with his friends, like did like a big movie marathon. The four films they watched in order, Max Keeble's Big Move, Shrek 2, School of Rock, Face Off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. That's he. To be fair, I know you get angry with Rotten Tomatoes when they're not about the movie. There is a very long review about the movie and somewhat about the party. But he ends at the end of the review. He just put party schedule. Max Keeble's big move: Shrek Two, School of Rock, Face Off. Damn, why Face Off? Maybe that's when they wanted. That's when they. Why Max Keeble's big move? So I could make an argument for the first three because they are kids' movies. Face Off is not a kids' movie. Like um, you see a you see a, you see a kid get shot in the very beginning of that movie. Um, maybe that's the one that they played. So all the kids would leave um, like so it's like mm, it's kind of maybe, the end yeah. of the party jams. You know, it's like you start playing some like real crap stuff on like the music playlist. So people kind of like scoot on out when you because and you want to go to bed. Sorry, breaking news. I'm just now reading the. He ended the review before the party schedule with a quote from the movie, in which he put, "You are not hard. You are no hardcore. At least you live hardcore," yeah. which is not the line from the movie. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're so not breaking hardcore. news. This guy's a fake fan. Not hardcore. You're not unless you live hardcore. Live hardcore. God, this is so good. This fucking. Movie. <laughs> yeah, actually, weirdly, a lot of the music slaps in this movie. Before we get to our flick, let's look mm-hmm. at some that are sort of like this flick. That's right, gang. We're returning. <laughs> That's the new title, right? No, the title is more like this. like this as a reminder this is a game show within a show um these are descriptions of movies that kind of get suggested at the end of like netflix and everything uh you know it sees like more movies like this after you watch the original movie i'm gonna read three movie synopses and mike has to get which one i made up and the other two are real movies movies that exist first movie my song 2013 Starring Selena Selena Gomez. After a nearly fatal accident, Amelia loses her memory and forgets her relationship with longtime boyfriend and musician George. Distraught, George tries to recall the most important memories of their relationship in the hope that it will inspire him to write the perfect song to help her remember. Second film. Rockstar. 2001. Starring Mark Wahlberg. A wannabe rock star who fronts a tribute band is devastated when his bandmates kick him out. Things turn around, however, when he is asked to join the band Steel Dragon, the band him and his old bandmates had been imitating for years. Movie 3. The Outcasts, 2017, starring starring Eden Shearer. Eden Shearer is one of the kids on The Middle. Have you ever seen that, Michelle? Okay. After falling victim to a humiliating prank by the high school Queen Bee, best friends and world-class geeks Mindy and Jody decide to get their revenge by reuniting the outcasts of their school against her and her circle of friends. So, 
Mm. Which one of those um, is the fake one? I think the third one is real because it's the only one that's not about bands. I think you're leading me to a red herring okay. by including it. Interesting deduction. Interesting deduction. I feel. Yeah, I feel like I'm. I feel like I've heard of my song, so I'm gonna go with the middle one is fake. Final answer. Locked your in. Choice, locked and loaded. Locked in choice is Rockstar, mm-hmm. starring Mark, Mark Wahlberg about the wannabe rock star band mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. That's correct. All right. Let's see here. Opening the envelope. See if you're right. <laughs> Unflipping the letter inside. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. You're wrong. I'm sorry. Rockstar about uh, is a real is a real movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my song, the first one, is fake. Was Selena okay. Gomez about her boyfriend trying to remember? So I was I was right about the red herring. You were you were right about the red herring. <laughs> All right, our time starts now. Do you have any ideas for this? I have one wacky one, um, and I don't know what it okay. means. Do you have any? Do you have any? I had one idea and one vibe. Uh, the idea was basically just the title College of Rock. Okay. Um, and then the other idea was, I mean, it's we could set up modern day and you have one of the kids be a grown up now. Probably that Zach kid who's the guitarist. And like he has to learn to love rock and roll again or something. Okay. That, I mean, legitimately, that is this is one of those films that does not engender sequel ideas like quickly. Yeah. So my wacky idea is um, which could mm-hmm. kind of fit into the college one, I think, um, or even okay. your other one um, um, <laughs> is that because this is a Richard Linklater film um, and Richard Linklater's whole kind of motif and like or or Richard Linklater's whole sort of thing is um, making movies that are like spanned over many years um if you see like the before sunset after midnight um thing so you familiar with this um no i mean i know about yeah boyhood is like a film a film shot over 15 years or something like that um uh, before sunset before midnight or whatever those movies those three movies are like like span over 30 years or something like that um so i was thinking something like that where um this was the first in that so college of rock would be this one um possibly or um and then like the potential third one could be like grad school of rock or something like that (laughs) um that's kind of like my idea the there's another thing that like actually as i was talking um or as you were talking, um, I thought about is that there was a supposed sequel already going to be made, but it never um, got hmm. off the ground. And there's been some rumors that it might it might still happen, like just later on. Um, uh, but uh, the idea was, is that um, a Dewey takes the kids on a cross country sort of trip. Um, and over that time, they uh, learn about the history of rock and roll over that trip by visiting all these different like venues and stuff. So it's kind of like the touring kind of side of rock and roll. No, not the tour and rock. Not tour and rock. We're not. Do- oh, touring. Not, yeah, touring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not tour and rock. Um, <laughs> the tour and rock. <laughs> the school of tour and rock. No. Yeah. 
Um, While you said that, that gave me a a sort of idea. What if, like, I don't want to sideline Jack Black. So what if we do, um, we could borrow a little bit from my idea for Rami and Michelle turn 50 where Dewey's like sick. Sure. And he needs, I guess he needs an operation or something like that. And the only way they can get the money is if the School of Rock reunites for like one show. Okay. I don't know how that would work. I mean, I guess it's also kind of Bill and Ted a little we bit. We could do kind of like the Scooby-Doo um, first movie where it's like, oh, they all they all broke up because of some sort of like discourse or something. But they're all coming back together to do one more show together. Right. And I think. Yeah, I don't know, because like I guess we have to decide if we do that. How famous did School of Rock sure. get? I mean, it seemed it seemed like because it was going to get pretty famous, is, at least like as far as what they were leading off of in the last like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I that. I was just we do, if it's going to be they have to get together to play one big show to pay for Dewey's medical expenses, then like it needs to be um, uh, like they need to have been mega famous. Otherwise, we can still have them. They have to get together to play one last show, but like for a different reason, maybe to save the school, like maybe the school's going to mm. go under. And so they that's such a together. bad thing. Locally, they were famous. You you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm just picking like local. Maybe fucking Dewey's business is going to go under. The the School of Rock, like it's not famous anymore. Um, And maybe the band did break up under like not dubious circumstances, but like had a famous kind of messy falling out. And so people were like, oh, I don't really want my kids exposed to that. And so they stopped sending them to School of Rock. So Dewey might like lose the business. And so the band has to get together for one last show. Maybe they play that Battle of the Bands again, like 20 years later. Cool. Um, the rest of our time is just writing the song that they play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cause both of us famously know a lot about music. Um, I do like the idea of this, like one last show or like one, one big show. I, it's like a classic sort of like, like idea for like a rock and roll band of like getting the band back together for one more. Um, okay. um, I, let's let's nail why why it is is it an operation is it um to save the school or to sit uh um to save the school of rock um let me let me answer your question with a question that i think will help us here um who is going to be the main character and what is like the lesson or journey we want them to go through? I think we keep the idea. They're going to play. It has to be one last big show to save something. I think that'll be answered once we know who like, is it Jack is Dewey the main character? Do we go with one of the band members? Uh, and like, what do we want them to like learn or achieve? Yeah. Um, Zach, right? That, that was the guitarist. He was the guitar, the guitar. player. Yeah. I think he's a good starting off point, right? Like, I think it's probably he is kind of like the lead character. Um, and I think maybe it is sort of like. Maybe like kind of relearning the lesson of the first movie that it's about the music, right? You know, it's about like the putting on good right. show and like the over time the band like lost that right like you know it became about fame or it became about like being sort of like even like um because if, if you follow the history of the movie um and everything there are schools of rock that opened up after that movie like there's one here in chicago like it, it's a it's it's a real thing like it's something that like 
they, I think there's a chain of them throughout the, the country and I think they're not for profits. Um, but, um, yeah, so maybe it's like, oh, the band started becoming this sort of like symbol or something of something. And they were being used for this sort of like thing that was kind of bigger than them and like didn't have anything to do with them. Right. Um, what if because I feel like Zach needs to have a like a, like, I don't think he can be like our white knight no. paragon who kept the spirit of rock in his no. heart all year. I was round thinking that like he, bringing everyone he's back the one who kind of went back to like or kind of like let it go and like is working like like he whatever his dad fucking does like, you know, like or like um, and he he's but he's the person who starts the sort of chain of um, of getting it back or maybe it's um or maybe it's a uh, Miranda Crossgrove's character right like who like maybe mm. became an actual like employee at the School of Rock Foundation or whatever right um and um maybe that I would mean, be if a we better option. so close to if we weren't so close to come Monday, I'd say that she actually manages bands and it's like very successful at it. And she finds out through those channels that Dewey's like really sick. Yeah. And so she gets the band back together, but that's kind of the premise to come Monday. Yeah. Um, which I'm not against the idea of she learns that he's really sick and like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, we could also do, and I don't want to like, tamper the kind of message of the first movie but like the idea could also be like zach maybe is more like dewey now than i want to say he should be like the um they're like yeah like putting on one great rock show is great you also have to get paid and we have to like you know like there are logistical elements it can't just be like the spirit of rock and roll will keep us from like the wings of rock and roll will keep us afloat forever like you have to invest and like you have to look after your money and you can't just go rock show to rock show. Yeah. 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 I think like my internet's fucking up. Yeah. It. uh, Yeah. I I heard most of that. So, um, yeah, I think like we just need to apply characteristics or of like where, where the kids are at. Right. Like, um, I do think we keep the same kids and everything and we even maybe like sprinkle in the other, other ones as well. Of just like, they each took different paths, like arching off of the band. Like, I could see Zach. Zach could either have been become his dad or maybe he became more like Dewey. And that's kind of his life now. Um, the um, Draco Malfoy kid, whatever his fucking name was, like maybe he got really successful and is actually like a drummer who plays with a lot of different bands now. Or like he kind of like is he plays with Blue Man Group. um see i can see this movie being most of those kids went on to like huge like rock star careers and that's how we could sell one last show is like oh my god like the drummer from death brain and the bassist from whatever like you know are are all getting together because they were like they start out school rock they're getting together to play one last show as school of rock Mm -hmm. like these like ultra rocks like rock and roll stars are getting together for one last show from their kid, like their band, they played as kids. Um, yeah, that could work. And then we can have Zach B. Dewey Finn, the one who didn't get successful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or Miranda Cosgrove, who stuck around and like you all sold out the dream. Uh, I was one who like I stayed here and I made sure like I kept the rock shows going like, you know, whatever, like sure. 
they're like, yeah, you were the, you're the business person. You were the factotum. And she's like, yeah, but you all went on to these careers. Like, I was here to make sure that the, the idea of one great rock show can change yeah, the world. I love the idea of, um, Miranda Cosgrove's character going on to, um, really, um, ex- um, expanding the business of School of Rock and making it a larger foundation kind of thing that it does like to what it is today, like in real life of like, oh, yeah, like mm-hmm. so she got really into the business side of all that and it was like super successful. And like, uh, I think that follows for her. Um, um, oh, 100%. and then um, I don't know if she maybe she, I don't know if she's the main character, though, like she could be like a someone at the end right or something that comes in and like gets like the school behind them right or something like that um what if but uh, but the ba- the basis could be a teacher at the school of rock you know like and she continued mm-hmm. on right um uh the keyboard kid maybe is just he went back to concert piano right or something like that like Maybe Actually, I kind of like the idea of them having to recruit recruit somebody from like the sh- Chicago Philharmonic Orchestra, right? Like the pianist for there to come back to play one rock and roll show. That's kind of what I. Funny. I think that that is so funny, but we have to kind of. I think we have to do that. I think that's a good um, kid for uh, Mr. Cool. I forget. I forget the kids' names, but I think that would be Lawrence a good. Lawrence was his name. Ma- Lawrence, yeah. Um, that'd be a good thing of like, he actually went on to be like a really good concert pianist. And like, he does solos and like, he works for like the Chicago orchestra or whatever. Um, and, um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then have, the drummer, go ahead. Or no, 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 I, 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 to your point, I think the drummer went on to become like a rock star drummer, like mm-hmm. a string of extremely successful bands. Like I think one of them needs to be a big shot. If not multiples, yeah. um, my idea for this movie, though, because the message of the first one was one great rock show can change the world. Yeah. What if like we pick the main character, let's say it's Zach uh, sure. and they're trying to raise the money so Dewey can get operation. And so I could be like, yeah, but, you know, you always believe that more than whatever. Like you think one great rock show can change the world. And Zach will say it doesn't have to. Well, this one great rock show can change his world. Because okay. they can raise the money. So we scale it down. Like I like the the message of the first one, that one great rock show can change the world. I think this one's much more like of a personal story. Like, I don't know. I just think that that line is, I think, a good one. And the idea of that's how he sells the idea of them coming back. It's like, I'm not trying to change the world. I'm trying to save this guy's life. The person who we all kind of owe a huge debt to for pulling us out of the like trenches of this fucking school. Like. I'm just trying to raise enough money. He can get a dialysis or whatever, get an operation, like whatever heart transplant. Like I'm not trying to fucking launch a career. To follow the tone of Dewey's character. Um, I love the idea that maybe like, maybe it's not something like a disease or something like that, but maybe he does something really reckless and stupid. Like he plays the first guitar solo out of like a flying plane or something like that. And his chute doesn't open. So like all of his bones are broken and, um, he can't afford the surgery or anything or something like that. Like, I don't, is it too cartoonish to do like a sort of beginning of back to the future with like these enormous amps and they, the reap the like waves send him out the window of that second story. Oh, okay. That'd be good. Like he falls like, so it, it is a second story or like maybe it's like a five, five story apartment or something like that. And he like, yeah, it like, is, it's kind of cartoony, but someone could survive it, but it's like, Oh, he broke all of the bones in his body and he needs like, yeah, like it is serious <laughs> enough that this is important, but also not like, 
yeah, grotesque. Yeah. Um, um, and I think Dewey's like, do my hand or my hand? It, are my hands can my hands still work because he still wants to play like the um and uh-huh. he still needs to play so like um maybe the surgery that to get him to be able to play again and like have like his be able to play instruments again maybe it's super expensive like they could fix they could like repair his body like to a certain grade but he would never be able to play guitar again uh but the surgery that complete reconstruction sort of surgery is just too expensive. Right. So that's why they're raising the money. I, I would argue, I mean, possibly yes. I'd argue it might need to be more life-saving only because if you come music up to like is his life, like who- music is his life. Mike, what is Dewey Finn without music? Um, Jack Black. Uh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm not going to fight you on this. I was just thinking to convince all these people to come back to the rock and roll lifestyle so that Jack Black can play guitar again <laughs> doesn't seem as compelling as like he needs an operation on like or his like spleen will rupture or something. What if it's like life saving surgery because his organs would definitely have been fucked up too. But all all Dewey cares about is him playing guitar again. <laughs> like that's what it's at least his stakes is just like okay, so it's like saving his like. It's saving his life, uh, his quality of life, as well as his music career. Okay, so in that case, we make it something. I mean, this could be stupid, but also on par with the the movie. The actual he could actually afford the surgery to fix his organs, but he refuses to have like to do it unless they fix his hands also, and that's what like prices him out. Sure, Um, and so. I don't know. I'm fine with also just doing if it's he he wants surgery to fix his hand so he can play rock and roll. I'm not going to fight you on that. So like, you sort of sold me with the but music is his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of sold on that. So if we want to stick with just it's the hand surgery thing. Yeah. I'm fine. So with I think initially he does get this or like they save his organs and stuff like that. And he affords that. But it is mm-hmm. like this. But now he can't. Afford but now he can't afford things. to fix it. His insurance won't cover it because it's more it's not essential. Right. Or something like that. Some right. uh, bullshit like that. So, um, yeah. OK, so I just want to say I did have an image of him on stage in a full body cast and he falls into the audience. And they oh, for sure. Around. He's like, no, I don't want this. I don't want this. Ah, take me back. Yeah, that's take good. Me back. We'll do that at the end um, at the show. Right. Right. Um, so. Now we need to figure out what the conflict is and like who is the we're saying Zach is the main character or maybe maybe Zach and the bassist or something. Maybe they can be co-main characters or something like that. Like, okay. um, honestly, I think it would be at this point, Zach and Miranda okay. Cosgrove. If, if she's like running the business and he's stuck around like to help and like just be kind of like there and hang out with Dewey, whatever. I feel like they're the two that would be in the know and like on the scene for whatever the fuck happens to him. I'm not, I, I, I think we need to put the basis somewhere else in the world than a teacher at the school, just so that we get some more of like going to various locations, like in the Muppets sure. movie, the new one, newer one, they have to go to the places to recruit the various yeah. Muppets. I think that if it's just the drummer and Lawrence, Mr. Cool, uh, that's like, that's kind of quick. I think we need, one other person out there that we they have to find a way okay. to recruit as she, well. I, I still like the idea that she's teaching bass to people. So um mm-hmm. maybe she's in uh maybe she's in like 
some city somewhere yeah. like in like San Francisco yeah. teaching base to like kids or something like that. Um, sure. And she's the private tutor to the princes. Of sure. England. Sure. Um, teaching base to their kids. I mean, don't don't tell me you don't want to see the uh, Jack Black in the adult versions of those kids trying to break into Buckingham Palace to recruit the bases. Yeah, sure. I like that. Um, um, it's also I'm also fine if it's no, I'm fine with whatever the idea that she's teaching. She's getting paid a lot of money to teach base to like some rich people's kids is really funny to me. Um, there's also an element of selling. Yeah, out sure. There as well. Yeah. Well, I think there's all like um, so I think we got all the kids placed. Right. So what was the conflict that broke them up in the first place? Because that is what is going to drive the actual like. I mean. There's a line coming up in that thing you do, which we're to, which we can get this part, but we're going to do next week where somebody talks about um, bands breaking up and how it's like it always it, it always happens. And it's always something that could be money, could just be time. And I think maybe it was just time. I mean, those kids started that band when they were like 12. Mm-hmm. By the time they're 18, that's six years for a band. And also now, like, I'm an adult. Like, I don't want to stay here and play like fucking rock and roll music anymore like the school of rock doesn't work as a sh- as a gimmick anymore I, I hear you but we do need the conflict of like why it just they just can't go around the movies oh, and, just, they just can't go around the movie and be like hey cop in the car right you know i think it's like like i think there right. needs I mean, to be some sort of like right. stake or like why they wouldn't come back for some reason and it's like oh to give up the life I have here or whatever. Like, I think that could work for the bassist. Um, um, but like, why wouldn't the drummer want to come back or why wouldn't the, uh, the pianist want to come back? Right. Like, um, um, I don't know. Cause that doesn't work. I was gonna say that one of the, the, one of the drummers bands could be, Oh no. Sorry. Hold on. I think the time frame fits. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> could the reason that they have to get back together is that the school of rock is being inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame. Yes, that could be. Well, we cut out the Jack black getting sick part. No, or maybe that ties in. Maybe he's it also still happens sick. because it's a funny bit of him being in the arm. I, I think okay. he breaks his arms so, for sure. Like, I, I think that I think that's t- a very maybe that's like the impetus of them getting like of like at least Miranda Cosgrove and Zach coming back in together, they see Dewey in the hospital. And then that's kind of what sparks everything. Yeah. I think that it is that they're being inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame is why like, and no one's going to show up. I don't know. At that point, okay. we're cutting out. The we concert. can make it the Muppets movie if we want to, I think if we need, no, I know I'm not, I'm not trying to make like, I'm not like, I don't want to make it the Muppets movie. I just occurred to me that I think the time frame from by which you have to disband as a sure. band or do something like that to when you get inducted is a certain length yeah. of time. And I think that we have passed that length of time. I'm not, I'm not worried about making it the yeah. fucking Muppets I don't, movie. I don't think anyone's going to call us out Fine. if it's not the length of time though. So like, what's the, what's the idea then? Sure. Like it like, well, that, that's what I'm saying. Now it doesn't track with having to do the concert for Dewey. Now it's, they just show up for the ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like but, going around the world, going around the country and convincing the people to um, to get back together. Right. You know, like this one last show to like see it off. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just like, oh, you know, like Dewey's getting older and it'd be really important to him. Like Dewey just wants the band to get back together one more time and like see us all 
Like, and that's kind of what Zach is doing. So he's going to retire from School of Rock. Yeah. Yeah. And so for the retirement party, Zach and, and like maybe he has, he gets hurt, but it's the idea of like that band breaking up broke his heart. Yeah. And so for the retirement, that's like we were the original team. Yeah. We need to get back okay. together. So timeline wise here, here it is. So yeah. I do think he still breaks his arms and that's the sign for him. Yeah, of course. That he needs to, he needs yes. to retire. Right. Yes. He's going too hard. He can't go hard. He can't go this hard forever. Right. So he sees this as a the announcement of the School of Rock being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a perfect time to announce that he's retiring. And all when Miranda Cosgrove and Zach um, get together in the mm-hmm. hospital, they're like, oh, Dewey's just like, man, I really want to see the band together one last time. Um, that would be great. Um, and so that's why that springs them to do the Muppet movie, go around the country and go get these people. Right. So. Um, this is good. Yeah. This is better than to the concert. For yeah. Money. We, like we found it. We found personal. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, those are the stakes. What do we think the issue is with each person when they get right. there? We just have to create some sort of like conflict of like why they, they're, they're hesitant to do it. I'd say they at least need to get the drummer like first. Right. It's like, well, if we don't have the drummer, mm-hmm. we can't do anything. Right. You know, <laughs> like, right. So they go and get um, Draco Malfoy. Freddie. Freddie, actually. Draco Freddie. Um, Freddie yeah. Malfoy. Um, Freddie Malfoy. Yeah. Yeah. Freddie Who Malfoy. is playing for. I, I made up the name Death Brain a second ago, but like. Death Brain. That sounds like a fake, like kind of like. Um, what if. <laughs> no spoilers. I made it. Yeah, up. yeah. It is fake. Um, I think it'd be like good to get like a like a sort of. Like cameo by a band that he's subbing in uh, for sure so he's subbing in for slipknot <laughs> my other thought is could be the cut the, the rub with him could be his band is also being inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame so he's going to be there for that and he can't do the concert yeah. like i'd say maybe maybe it's more that he's that, that he's on tour and the money is just like things are going really good for him and for him to like like his career is on such a different path than everyone else's and it like his is the one that really like actually took off like right so what if instead of like the idea is we have to get him first but they can't find him and so throughout the rest of the movie we keep seeing like zach at like pay phones or whatever like i'm leaving another message for freddie malfoy like this is that blah 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 have him call me back. We're being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in like two weeks. Like the rest of the movie, throughout the movie, they're trying to get a hold of him. And then it's like, will he show up at the end or not? And then yeah. he does. Maybe he's the easy get. Like maybe they actually talk to him on the phone and he'll be like, oh yeah, sure. I'll be there for sure. And then like at the end, it's just like, where's Freddie? He's not here. Like, oh, his plane got delayed or something like that. And it's like, there's a tension moment at the end or something like that. That makes sense. I kind of like the idea though. I think for me, the tension would be like I like that they talk to him and he's like 100% call me in like two days with the details and then they just can't get a hold of him again 
because he's okay. on tour and he's just like okay. super fucking busy. The idea is like, okay, but like we haven't told him any, we don't know if he's like, we can't get him on the phone again. Well, so that we have that. Yes. But then the tension is like, okay, but is he actually going to yeah. make it? Well, so, so much relies on him cause he's the drummer. So like, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, so, so that's his thing. Um, next they go to Chicago and that's where Lawrence is. Sure. And he's soloing with the mm-hmm. Chicago Philharmonic like for a weekend um what is his thing of just like of like oh well he's um an accomplished like concert pianist now he kind of done it he's like maybe it's just like maybe his thing he can't get funky anymore he can't like get like groovy he's been doing classical music for too long it's just like he doesn't so, he, he that's austin powers yeah too. he lost he lost his he lost his mojo um and uh and that's kind of maybe that's the thing. It's kind of like getting his groove back, sort of. And um, he he's learning to be cool again, which is really <laughs> like, which is, I think, is funny. He could be like, I'm I'm not cool anymore. I'm just I'm just I'm just Lawrence now. But I also think the idea of like the amount of time it took for him to one, separate himself from the school of rock as like a legacy to then also put in the work to join the Chicago Philharmonic Orchestra or to become somebody who could play there as a soloist to then just go, oh, yeah, fuck all that. I'm coming yeah. back. Like, yeah. Could be a character arc. Like, it's not that he doesn't want to, but it's like, if I do this, I basically I'm going to have to take another like 10 years to get back to this point. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not going to be able to just come back and play next weekend. Like, I'm going to have to work again to separate myself from that so that I can continue to be a concert pianist. Sure. And we can use the idea of like secretly he like is like, I'm not cool anymore. (laughs) And that can kind of be the angle that they use to like to build him up so that he'll do it again and and whatever. And like work with him is that like, he like, this is an amazing accomplishment. I miss being cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, maybe we see the thing of like, uh, him just kind of going through the motions of everything and like everything is like really easy, but it's not like so fulfilling. Right. So it's like, so, so Ooh, it's like, so oh, well, I'll, I, I've done this life forever. I'm just kind of like on autopilot. Like, I don't know how to, to, to not be on autopilot anymore. It's just so scary. And like to, to Zach and Miranda Cosgrove's character, or talking to him like they, they come to his performance and we see him playing these amazing philharmonic pieces, but like no smile on his face, like his eyes closed like this, but he doesn't, he's not like smile, whatever. And after they talk to him and he says, no, basically they walk off stage and he sits down at the piano and plays the that Jack Black taught him at the beginning of the first movie. And he starts to smile. Summer hat, summer Hathaway, summer, summer. Yeah. Um, I said, F. I kept thinking like Felicity or something, but I knew that wasn't right. Um, I was in the right rich girl area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and then maybe that's when like Zach, like when he's doing that, he gets out his guitar and he, he does the like. He takes one of the guitars from like over backstage or whatever and comes back out. And starts yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I think maybe like before every show or whatever, when he's just alone on stage, like just warming up, he plays that little like, like ditty or something like to like, remember the good times. And then there's a bit in 
sorry, there's a bit in the montage of Jack Black training them that I love, which is where he teaches Lawrence to slide his fingers down the guitar and then finger gun at the last key. And it looks so stupid just because Lawrence is a kid actor and doesn't have like he's playing like an uncool yeah. guy. So it's just but, it's but just he's an adult so now. That's he, his he's like, <laughs> and, like dun, 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 dun. and then he does the finger gun thing. OK, so that's that's him. And that's how they get him on board. Um, then they go to um, the bassist. Um, and uh, her thing is that she's teaching. Uh, I think we decided she's teaching rich kids families like rich uh, yeah. kids how to play bass or something or or maybe how to play the cello maybe she moved back to the the cello yeah let's do like let's, let's pick a, a celebrity to have in this like as a cool. cameo like she's teaching um tom cruise's kids okay or, um uh kyle glasses kyle gas I, I like that it maybe was isn't a celebrity, but it is Kyle Gass playing a rich person, which I think is really great. Like like a really uppity guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I'm fine with Kyle Gass playing like a fake movie star. Sure. Like, sure. What if he's I was just what if he's cameras. playing Jack, a Jack Black kind of guy, <laughs> you know, like a Jack Black kind of like a uh, uh, celebrity or something like that, um, though he's not really an uppity guy. Um Let's just say he's a, he played cool. a rich guy. It doesn't matter what. It's like like a coastal rich yeah. elite, and she's teaching his kids how to play cello and yeah. or bass. That works. Maybe she's teaching them cello, and then as soon as he leaves, she's like, all right, guys, and like switches it into bass mode, and it's actually teaching She's like them doing bass. a secret school of rock lessons, like... like um, yeah. Gorilla school of rock. All right, scrap everything <laughs> yeah. we said before. But no, I like that, because it's kind of just like, oh, yeah, this is what... Uh, She's basically carrying on the work of of Dewey, mm-hmm. like right, and like it's like yeah, when <laughs> she's an apostle yeah. of Dewey thing. Um, and she, I I really like that because maybe it's like maybe she was teaching with the school of rock for a while, but then it kind of got a little too businessy and like like kind of like she 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 preferred the she preferred the way that she learned and like um the kind of yeah. effect that um, Dewey had on them, right? Uh, to open their eyes and stuff. Cause I don't, I don't see like every kid who went to that school's parent being like, Oh yeah, my kid's going to go to rock school after school. Every right. Right. You oh, know? Right. So like maybe it's, she's kind of doing these gorilla school of rock things, you know, I think. Um, and she doesn't necessarily like, she's hesitant to come back because she kind of blames summer for yeah. it becoming more of a yeah. business. Yeah. Um, and, and, and probably unfairly like in a way, but like her, her hesitation is that like everything was great and then you made it into yeah. a business. Yeah. Like it, it, even beyond just like, like, you know, all of us hanging out in Dewey's apartment, that wasn't a business. Mm-hmm. Like that was like an after school club. Like you made it a business. Like once we opened a location, it wasn't the school of rock. Yeah. Yeah. When like, just like the heart of the music kind of like got out it wasn't punk anymore right it was like it was it was uh too a little too clinical um dewey became yeah, the man d- yeah you became the man summer you became the man <laughs> oh my god i love the idea of these like 30 something year old like women in an argument and one of those like you became the man summer you became the man the school rock formed to fight the man and you became yeah. the man so what did they do to convince her you think you think it's like for dewey right you know, like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's for Dewey. Dewey. Um, ooh, 
what if they um, Dewey in and more like yeah definitely zoom they zoom Dewey in um Miranda Cosker or Summer offers her Dewey's job oh okay like you want to you want to like you want to get the school of rock back to its roots take it take the chair yeah that's good that'd also be a good gift at the end too like if we didn't reveal that until the end but like I also like that idea too. It's like the opportunity to get the school of rock back to where it is. Right. Yeah. I think maybe for Dewey is enough. I like the idea of her to getting the job, but to offer it as like payment cheapens something there. Like it seems more like if Miranda Cosgrove offers her the job at the end, it's more like a, a it's a little more like, powerful. Great. Right. Like, be the like change. I say change it from the inside. That's usually used like derisively. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we do need a little bit of, um, soul back in the school yeah. rock or something yeah. like that um, and offers her that job to offer it as like fine if you do it I'll give you that job like you can yeah. have the job it is much more transactory than yeah like it's a change it's much more powerful at the end so cool um, then yeah then we're at the concert there's no other people right well there's the there's uh, the, the backup singers, oh but. yeah I forgot about them I mean, I think we could, if we want to do something, we can get them as a group. There is also the bit in the Muppets movie where uh, Rolf goes, well, why didn't you show the scene where you got me? I thought it was pretty interesting. And it cuts to him in a hammock and they go, hey, Rolf, want to get the band back together? Okay. And they cut back to the car and that was it. That was the scene. Okay. So we can do a similar scene there yeah. if we want. Um, I don't think we need three more people and like three more scenes and reasons why they yeah. come back. Yeah. I think like at least like if we were going to do another scene, it would be with. Um, yeah, it'd be with Tamika, I think, um, because she was maybe she was kind of like, like a, the lead of the backup singers. Right. Maybe the three of them are like an actual musical group. That makes sense. And they don't have to be like world famous, but it could be like maybe they're even in the same town School of Rock is set in. And they're like very they're pretty famous. And like they're like not Dewey's pride and joy, but it's like he goes to all their shows or something like okay. that. Like that'd be good. Like I'm trying to think of like that's the ease that'd be an easy, like an easy scene to do, yeah. I think. And I feel like also not to be mean, nobody cares about the backup singers as much as the rest of the band. So having them just be an easy get, like to tick the box, I think is yeah. fine. I like the backup singers. Don't get me wrong. I just, if you were to put, set someone down and go, who do, who like put in order the people of this band you care the most about? I think that generally speaking, the backup singers would go at the end other than yeah. Tamika. But like, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and then we'll have a montage of them getting everybody else from the, yeah. the class. They also get the, the fucking guy who does the lights or whatever. And then the, the fashion, uh, the fashion designer and the, the fucking redheaded kid who looks like somebody crammed the soul of Wolf. The security guys. Yeah, they get both of those guys. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we really need to come back for this. We'll give you some security gig or something. Yeah, they get a free ticket. Uh, <laughs> the groupie chicks like the the one that you the, I guess that named the band, right? Like, I think that's like um, I could see them being like on the board or like are part of school of rocks, like actual like organization infrastructure. If they were actually part of the organization, they run the PR department. Um, yeah. Um, um yeah, sure. Um, I think the, we'll montage the rest of the band. Yeah. Too. I think like we could make the, uh, the light effects guy, um, 
he could definitely be a stage uh, their stage manager or something like that or producer like he's seemed to be highly talented at his young age to do the things that he was doing (laughs) i want a small scene uh, he's like a visual artist who uses like moving lights as his medium. I just love that he's like this. It's like the very hoity-toity art world, and he's this like superstar in it. Is he the is he the rooftop he's strangler? A- <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but see, for me, I think a thing, and we're digging into Bill and Ted's a little bit. If we diversify some of the people like that, would everyone, all of them, show up for the show at School of Rock? Because it's like the art community is like, oh my god, you're telling me whatever that kid's name is is going to be doing a free show like or whatever but really he's doing the lighting for the gig or for the song but it's like a free show put on by whatever blah blah blah. oh my god and like so now there's hoity-toity art people like hardcore rock and roll fans um some of the parents and students of the Mm -hmm. bass player fans of the drummers band the philharmonic orchestra and uh, some of his i like i like the i like the idea yeah he's the only other stop we get i think and like it could be a quick scene but like that kid is an underground indie rock sort of banksy sort of light show kind of art kid yeah yeah like that that would be amazing yeah for sure and that ties into then we end the film with Jack Black's sort of dream of like one great rock show can change the world. They've brought together these super diverse yeah. group of people for one like for one gig and what an ending for school. Yeah. Of rock. Like one. What do I yeah. to go out? Just to, to, so he Dewey sings. Do you, do you think Dewey sings at the end? Like I know he's like his arms are broken or whatever, whatever but like I think that would be. Yeah. So. I have another idea as well, but I do think they do. They should play School of Rock. Yeah, it's their hit. And we do the accidental stage dive. But it's successful this time. It's it's a stage dive that works. Yeah. Oh, right. Because it worked at the end of the first movie. But he wanted to do a stage dive. I'm saying this one, he accidentally topples off the stage. It's like, no, I don't want this. Take me back. Take me back. Or whatever. Um, Then they have him leave the stage and he's in the audience and they play. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore for Dewey like everyone's there but they play his song because they were going to battle the bands and then they played Zach's song so I think they have to play their hit but then I think they play his song that's good at their at the ceremony and that's for that's Dewey. Good. yeah um there's this really awesome scene at the end when they're playing and like Dewey's looking back at all of them and everything and you see them playing as they are adults but then there we get flashes of them singing when they're kids too like just like little moments yeah. where he's like rem- remembering it and like is super emotional and touching for him and at the end of all then that he farts and then he farts yeah. um and then like what <laughs> Dewey's actually played by Kevin James <laughs> um <laughs> All right. I think that's I think it's well, kind I'm of sorry. The, what were you going to say? I, no, no, no. I, I cut I, you off. You I actually had that's, an emotional that's when he falls off stage. Like he gets a little overwhelmed and that's when he falls off stage. Oh, and yeah. Then, like then they start playing. You're not hardcore, which would be great. Um, but I think that I think that they make him sit down in the audience. Like, he does the actual stage dive, comes back up. They finish the song. They were like, all right, do we have a seat? Like and then he goes to sit like in the front row center. And that's when they play okay. for him. You're not hardcore. I like that. I think that's the movie. I don't know if we need to put any more buttons on it. Like, um, like unless um, I just would say like backstage, we see Miranda Cosgrove offer. The yeah. Yeah. The job. Yeah. Um, we see Lawrence maybe playing Philharmonic and then halfway through breaks into like some rock and roll or whatever. I don't know. 
maybe <laughs> they could do the it's still harmonic again. We hear these beautiful music play, and they just pin over, and he's got the spiked hair and cape like he did from the first movie. But he's playing this with the orchestra Philharmonic. Or you see him doing like like uh, what's the drummer's name? Zach, right? Um, uh, the drummer is Freddy. Freddy. Oh yeah, Freddie uh, Freddie Mountfoy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we see them like teaming up, doing like sort of a Wilco sort of like sort of collaboration. Yeah, they're collaborating. Like, like, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Which, Wilco does that kind of stuff all the time, so it would make sense. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, Zach is, I don't know, maybe he kind of like because he, he. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't really get we didn't him give him an arc, arc besides the um, person that is kind of like going along with is honestly, it seems like it was more somewhere they win most of the work. But um, um, yeah. maybe his thing is like, I don't know, maybe this is his out of music or or it's either he's got to be his out of. I mean, we could also do a thing where he was mostly hanging out with like he like was there and part of things, but not really like teaching. Sure. But because he spent so much time with Dewey, he has absorbed like all that. So we show him coming into like rock history 101 yeah. as the teacher of it now. Yeah. Like, I think like I think his whole thing, like towards the beginning of the movie, could be like, oh yeah, he's going and like he's playing with these small bands and like um maybe he his whole thing is he is playing with these bands and they keep and they all get like pretty when he plays with bands, they get pretty like famous or they're kind of like go rise up to fame and everything. But mm-hmm. when they start to rise, he kind of bows out like, uh, cause he doesn't want mm. the, cause he, because of what happened with the school of rock with like time, he knows that time will just drive them all away eventually. So he just like, I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't take that sort of like uh traumatic event for me again so i i bow I'll, out i'll leave before they leave yeah me. I'll, I'll leave before they leave me kind of thing and then like maybe towards the end he learns to stay or like maybe he actually tries or like yeah. maybe him he does stuff with freddie and uh and lawrence too or something like that or like mm-hmm. finds his own way but yeah i think that's it all right what do we call it school of rock reunion tour or uh Ooh. it's not a tour uh, I mean, like school class reunion class reunion it's like a like class re, like school of rock reunion in colons would be reunion would be good yeah i think that's a good title unless we have something funny oh, let's give it another let's give it a minute or two and then if we don't think of anything else i think school of rock reunion colon reunion is a good school school of rock the muppets movie school of muppets rock school of rock colon the muppets movie colon we did it again um school of rock dewey the do <laughs> i think it's radiant school of rock <laughs> d-e-w it again school of rock do it, do again. it again i that's fun i like that that is but i school of rock reunions it is title, it is I yeah think, okay it's school rock reunion all right school of rock reunion did we do it i think we did it all right well then that is credits on another episode of the equalizers madison jones tell the people where they can find us people can find us on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching the equalizers podcast you can also get in contact with us on facebook and twitter at the equalizers 
Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. And our Instagram is the underscore equalizers. And as always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in sequel. Like in sequel. Love it if you would subscribe and review to the podcast so we can get some of the nonsense like you've heard here today out to more of the people. One great podcast episode can change the world, gang, and you want to be a part of that. All right. Special thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Step Strutton, off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And as always, that's spelled B-O-Y-E-S like in oh yes. The full album is available on all streaming services now. Next time, a man in a really nice camper wants to put our podcast on the radio. Give me a pen. I'm signing. You're signing. We're all signing as my sister Megan Knoll joins us for that thing you do. This is uh, Tom Hankey, right? Yeah, this, this is, is Tom, Tom Hankey. Hankey. <laughs> That's what we're calling Tom Hanks. Yeah, it's some Hankey. We're gonna, yes. uh, they're uh, Hankies. Yep. Uh, written and directed by Hankey. Oh, really? Yeah, written and directed. He's also one of the stars. It's a good movie. I'm, it is also uh, one with an absolute club banger of a song. Okay. So a number of club bangers, actually. But the main one is is an absolute club banger written by uh, the lead singer, I believe, of Fountains of Wayne. Okay. Um, it was submitted to the movie when they were looking for somebody to write the, the, the song for the movie. Okay. There's just a bunch of people dressed like Wayne Newton uh, who play in the middle of fountains. Yeah, it is weird. The whole cast, every person in the movie is dressed like Wayne Newton. Okay. And they're always wet. Mm-hmm. Somehow. It doesn't matter why. Yeah. Okay. Let's wrap it up. So, for the equalizers. <laughs> I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Noel. Want to see my deck? See? You got to be quick. You got to be quick with me. I'm from Erie, PA. To be continued. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it, you barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, and we'll do the two-step strut. Come on, dance with me.